Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Divorce Podcast. I am very excited to be interviewing one of our attorney, attorneys, Stephanie Deskins. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Billy. How are you? I am so good. How are you? I'm doing great today. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm so happy to have you on. We have been, you have been so busy. We have not, I'm surprised it's taken us this long to record. It's It's been a busy past year with Modern Law. I've been, you know, pretty high capacity this past year and just, you know, helping a lot of as many people as I can. And you really have. So your story to law, I think is an interesting one because you didn't take a traditional path. Tell people how it is that you became a lawyer. Sure. So I went to law school late in my, later in my life. Um, I applied to law school on my, basically around my 30th birthday for a, a present to myself. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was a dream come true. It was something that I had been wanting to do um, for probably 10 years before that. And it just never, the timing never worked out. Um, and then finally, I just, you know, I forced myself to finish my undergraduate degrees. And then as soon as I got that done, I applied and, you know, went to law school in my 30s. And, you know, here I am practicing now. That is so cool. I didn't realize that you hadn't finished your undergraduate degree. And I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I do think that I've hired a lot of first-year lawyers and you have been one of the most successful lawyers to ever start off a career at Modern Law. And I think a lot of that has to do with the life experience that you brought to your law degree. Yes, I had a I had a lot of varied experiences. Um, you know, I worked um, before, you know, I did so many different things. At one point, I was a nanny and a household manager for a corporate attorney. Wow. And she had told me like the entire time, don't do it. Don't go to law school. I'm like, no, I really want to go, you know. And, you know, now, 10 years later, here I am. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly finished my degree in Ohio. But then when I had moved, it didn't transfer. So I had to retake a lot of courses. Um, it just took me like a year and a half to finish that up. And then I applied. So it, was, it wasn't that bad to have to finish it up really fast. Yeah. So you are originally from Ohio, correct? And is that is that Midwest? It is. So um, I was born in California, but then I moved to Ohio when I was really young. So I consider Ohio home. Um, it's definitely in the Midwest. Um, I moved to Arizona in 2014. I really enjoy it here. I I like to go look at the snow. I don't like to live in the snow anymore. Um, so it's nice to go back and visit or it's nice to drive up to Flagstaff for a weekend and then come back. But um, I really consider Arizona my home now. I've, I've been here for the past eight years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arizona is an easy place, I think, to call home once you're here for a little bit. Like, of course, there's pros and cons, but it's it, – I mean, when you weigh out all the pros and cons, I'm sure um, – it's a lovely place to be. How often do you get back to visit your family in Ohio? I try to go back every couple of years. Um, you know, COVID kind of derailed that a little bit. So I'm really hoping to try to find a time to go back soon um, before I would always you know, fly them to come out to visit me because I'm like, well, the weather is so much nicer here and there's right. no more, more things to do. Um, so it's definitely something that I'm hoping to do sometime in the next year. Um, maybe in December, I'd looked looked at potentially going back in December for my nephew's birthdays. You knew you wanted to practice family law when you went into law school. Is that is that right? 
Yes. So it was something that um, I had always really been interested in. Um, it was always very fascinating to me, kind of what we see as fair and not fair. And, you know, when someone moves for someone or stops working or things like that and how how families are really affected by that. Um, so I, I definitely took a, a varied course load in law school. You know, you're required to, of course, then for bar prep and things like that. Um, but as soon as you could pick your own courses second year, I took family law um, first semester of second year, and I loved it so much that I then I just tried to take every course ASU offered in family law, and I really didn't look back from there. That's awesome. We track client satisfaction of for every lawyer, every client at Modern Law, we really want to continually do a better job. Your net promoter score or the measurement of your client satisfaction is crazy high. It's so high. Your clients love you. How, why do you think that is? I try to communicate a lot. I try to really look at my clients as human beings going through a very difficult situation. Um, I try to set very realistic expectations. You know, I, I don't, I'm not there to judge them. Mm. You know, so many things about their lives that I don't know of what, you know, what has gotten them into this situation. And I very much look at every client relationship as what value am I bringing to, to this situation? What service am I providing to them? And sometimes, you know, for some of my clients, that's less contact. Sometimes that's more contact. Sometimes it's more just, you know, explaining and being supportive and listening to them. So I really just try to adjust to bring the value that my clients want me to bring to the attorney-client relationship and work with them to accomplish their outcomes that they're really hoping to get with their families. Well, you've had an amazing track record, a very, very successful first year. What do you do for fun? Um, I um, you know, I spend a lot of time with my dogs. I have four dogs. Um, I know that's you know kind of nerdy, but I I really do view them as my fur children. So um, they used to do a lot of you know super fun dog sports and things like that. So I spend a lot of time with them and. Um, whether it's doing walks or taking them on outings or, you know, just play, you know, just playing in the backyard. They're really, you know, a source for me every day to kind of reset and, you know, have some great time on myself with them. And what type of dogs do you have? Um, I have three miniature schnauzers and a Yorkie and they are cr crazy little dogs, but I love them. Yeah. And uh, four dogs is a lot of dogs. Is that enough or do you want more? Um, I'm actually down to four from seven. So I used to have seven. Um, I somehow made it through law school with all the dogs um, wow. you know, and all of that. But I, I probably will not add any additional dogs in the future. Um, all of my dogs are seniors now. So they're, they're a bit, you know, needier with their health needs and things like that. So I'm really going to focus on these dogs. But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure through my life I'm going to have tons more tons of more dogs because I love them so much. That's awesome. Uh, you told me at one point that you have a dog RV or want a dog RV. Yes. Before, before law school, the dogs um, had an RV and the license plate said like dogs RV on it. 
Um, and I would drive them around to different dog competitions. Um, I did a lot of my undergraduate degree online when I finished up at ASU. So um, that actually really translated to once COVID hit and, you know, having to work remotely and having that discipline mm-hmm. uh, because I would drive the RV and take a, you know, do symbolic logic or something in California while I had a dog show and then, you know, do something else fun there. So um, they ha- I had a lot of fun traveling around with them and I hope to get to do that again in the future sometime. That's so awesome. So what, what is dog sports? I don't know anything about this. So it's just, you know, it's like agility or, you know, dock diving or uh-huh. dog or something like that. Um, there's all kinds of, you know, different activities, um, that you can do. So my dogs did more, um, of, um, like barn hunt type activities, they have to sniff and you know find things in a certain amount of time. Is oh. a carrier, but yeah, it was, it was just a it was just a fun activity to do. It sounds like it sounds super fun. So it's like the stuff we see on TV. Yeah, they're just it's 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 a lot of other fellow dog lovers. You meet a lot of really interesting people. You travel around a lot. You know, I did a competition in Tahoe and you know drove the RV to Tahoe. Mm for a week the competition for a day and then you know explored and went camping with the pups for that week that sounds so, amazing i love tahoe it also was just an experience you know an, ex- an excuse to travel around and you know meet really interesting people that's so awesome okay so tell me what are some of your very favorite cases to work on so i i tend to like a lot of the custody cases so more complex custody so I do really enjoy working with families, but I've also helped a lot of individuals without families, um, whether it is, you know, the husband or the wife who's transitioning and either needs spousal support or is not trying to pay spousal support. So I, you know, I haven't found a case that I don't like yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I really enjoy all cases, but I do tend to gravitate more towards more complex custody cases. Mm-hmm. And you have worked in juvenile court and family court. Yes, I have. Do you do you want to continue doing that? Yes. So I, I also worked um, in juvenile court somewhat in law school as well. I did a year of the immigration clinic and we did a lot of... Um, you know, work there with juveniles and we had to first terminate and go through that process. Mm -hmm. And I did Mm -hmm. that for a year. Mm -hmm. I also had that experience going into family law, which helped. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it goes hand in hand with family law. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times it's still getting the best outcome for the child. It's just going through a different court system first. Mm -hmm. So you like the termination of parental rights. What about private dependency? So yes, that's, you know, all of that is mm-hmm. it's really interesting, and mm-hmm. a lot of people just need help and guidance through those, mm-hmm. those types of cases. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think more and more we're seeing um, family members have responsibility for children that are not biologically theirs, and figuring out the way to what is the best legal arrangement for that is really interesting because you could do it in family court through third-party custody rights. Um, or you can do it through juvenile court, or you can do a guardianship. And it's just really nice that we've got lawyers who understand all of those options and can talk through families about those options. It is. There's there's so many different ways that you can go sometimes. Um, and it's that's also part of the challenge is just knowing which way to go. Mm-hmm. So 
create that our firm really has attorneys that, you know, can help a client no matter what they need to do to move forward in their in the interest of their family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I would like to know three fun facts that we don't know about you. Three fun facts. Um, I am super old school and I love paper planners. I have yes. an ex- I have an extensive paper planner collection. Um, all the crazy different pens, everything like that. Um, I still need everything written down. Um, I still carry my planner around. I still use everything electronic, of course, you know. Yeah. But I I just love the time it takes to sit down each week and hand write out my week and you know, that really quiet recharge time. So I I love that. Um Paper planners are so cool. Like I was in Barnes and Noble and the section of paper planners, like it's an exploding industry. It's so cool. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And then let's see. Um, I've almost been to every single state in the U.S. I just have Alaska left. Um, I lived in Hawaii before moving to Arizona and then growing up with my grandparents. um, We would RV every single summer, which is probably why I have a love for RVs now. Um, but we would go, you know, all three months of every summer and RV around different areas of the country or down through Mexico or through Canada. So I've, you know, been in an RV and camped for quite a large portion of my life. So it's something that I, I really enjoy doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been great to spend a little time with you, get to know you a little bit better on a personal level, because I know that you're a kick-ass lawyer, but it's great to know all these fun, quirky things too. So thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you, Billy. It was great being here. Thanks so much for listening to the Modern Divorce Podcast. Remember, anything you've heard today or anything you read online is not the replacement for actual consultation with an attorney and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Even if you called in and we spoke to you, you are anonymous and we don't have your details and you have not become a client of Modern Law. However, we would love to speak with you or you should seek out the advice of legal counsel or counseling or any other expert near you. And if you have an idea for a show topic or you need to speak with an attorney in Arizona, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at mymodernlaw.com.